Well, tis the season. It's nice and chilly and blustery in L.A. Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm enjoying this weather. I'm enjoying the the cold, the brisk, uh, the chill. But the wind can just get out of here, man. I'm I'm uh, not uh, enjoying this. Do you have or something? Or? Yeah, and that was on, that wasn't until the last couple of years mm. where I I noticed, and it happens um, probably because I'm running in this in this wind too, which just doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, this last Saturday we were all up kind of early, and it was too cold to really do anything outside. Plus, you know, everyone's just kind of it, it, we're in that that December winter mindset already. So we decided to uh, watch Elf. Oh, how was this the kids' first time? Uh, it it must have been. I, I maybe we had seen it once with Charlotte, but she didn't remember it. So we watched it. Jax was his first time seeing it. Uh, we all watched it the whole time. You know, we we stayed glued to the TV. We didn't uh, move around, and that's the problem: is getting these movies that they actually enjoy and will sit down for. Yeah. Uh, but this one, they really enjoyed it. In fact, watching it again, and this is on. I mean, we don't have a a really super high resolution TV. We have just like a you know regular HD. TV looked good. It was in 1080p. You know, I thought, man, this is a really good looking movie. And the fact that Will Ferrell's in it, then uh, Zoe Deschanel looks pretty young in it too. And I thought, man, it's, you know, Will Ferrell doesn't look like that these days. So it got me thinking about midway through the film. I was like, this, this film is not that recent. Uh, and then, and then you go to um, James Caan, uh, Bob Newhart and Ed Asner are all in this film. And I've seen them recently, heard them on, you know, they, I think Ed Asner still does voiceover work. But just looking at them now, I think, man, they're, they're much older. And I waited until the end of the film. I didn't get out my phone and go on IMDb, but I waited until, until the, end, the end credits rolled. And it was the uh, 2003. I could not believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 just how old that film was. It looked really good. It held up. The, the comedy, the story holds up really well, but uh, I think it's the fact that it was in HD really threw me off. You see films that are, I mean, if they were shot on film, yeah, they can they can capture it and it looks good, but there's movies that were just, that don't translate well quality-wise. But it got me thinking, man, that's 17 years ago. Um, and I just, I thought to myself at the end of this, is like, I would be 17 years old if you were born today. This is Jimmy Eat Pod. Oh man, that is weird. That's to my think all-time about, favorite Christmas film. Oh man, it's a good one. It's got practical effects. That's why it looks so good. Oh, and John John Favreau, uh, yeah, shot that too or directed. He'd it. only done Made before that, so um, it, there's a there's a really good on Netflix. They have the Christmas movies we love. Uh, that's like j- done just like I think they did a Home Alone one last year. Uh, where it was like how they got the movie made and all that stuff. It's it's a uh, it's a good little uh, thing about how they how the little movie that could. Um, and I think one of the studios wanted it to be a Chris Farley movie, um, which, which would have been uh, Elf. I thought it was supposed to be Jim Carrey. Yeah, I always heard Jim Carrey, but on this the Christmas movies we loved, the writer who was optioning it to trying to get it optioned by studios and stuff. Um, the only studio that was sort of interested before the uh, finally new line was into it um, uh, wanted to make it a Chris Farley picture. They never touched on the Jim Carrey story. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's the one I heard a lot, too. Um, 
And I know they had to convince New Line to get Will Ferrell to do it because he'd only done Night at the Roxbury and it flopped. Um, and they didn't see him as like a leading, like somebody who was able to going to be able to carry the movie. But also New Line was like the nightmare on Elm Street studio. So like they had never really done, done something like a family them. film. Right. Before, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was cool. It's a really good uh, like half hour, 45 minute little behind the scenes thing with the producers and writers and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, terrific picture. Um, yeah, so yeah I, I have a little bit of housekeeping. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah go, go ahead. ahead, man. Go ahead. Housekeep um, away. So uh, the last couple episodes, I was talking about how many tabs I was opening in Chrome and all this stuff. This has a little to, nothing to do about Jimmy Eat World, but about because I keep talking about <laughs> Chrome, 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 because I use Chrome for uh, f- specifically for the pod. So I don't have to have I, I don't want to clutter up my personal uh, bookmarks. Uh, and I don't want to like, like Chrome makes it really easy to have multiple accounts. So I specifically use Chrome for the pod. However, uh, and I can log into all of my Jimmy Eat pod accounts on that browser. You know what I mean? And have it just be ready to go for the pod. Problem is now, did you see this tweet today? Chrome is bad.com. No. Um, so short story, Google Chrome installs something called Keystone on your computer, which nefariously hides itself from activity monitor and makes your whole computer slow, even when Chrome isn't running. Deleting Chrome and Keystone makes your computer way, way faster all the time. Click here for instructions. So this is a developer. I think Addison retweeted this. Um, uh-huh. And sure enough, this dude like was he basically he he had reset his PRAM, quit a bunch of apps, logged out users, created a new user on his Mac and is his brand new 16 inch MacBook Pro. And the fans were going like crazy. And uh, activity monitor actually showed nothing from Google using the CPU. But Windows Server was taking up about 80 percent of the CPU which is just insanely high. It should be using less than 10%. And uh, he noticed that deleting Chrome and uh, notice Keystone while deleting some of Chrome's other preferences and caches. And then he deleted everything from Google he could find, restarted the computer, and it was like night and day. Everything was insanely noticeably faster. And apparently there was some drama about Keystone. Yeah, Keystone in 2009, Wired reported about this Keystone thing when Google put it into Google Earth. And it has a long history of crashing Macs by doing bizarre things that shouldn't be necessary from uh, for auto update software to function. I guess that's what Keystone does is the auto update function of Chrome. And if you've ever used Chrome, it is very strange how Chrome updates. <laughs> like you have to go to like the about section of the settings app to find the update area. And uh, usually there's always an update there waiting for you. And apparently that's what Keystone is doing. Um and here this we are 11 years later, still hasn't been fixed. So long story short, it's not going on the M1. Uh, and I've completely uninstalled it from my <laughs> uh, my system. Now, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my Windows system. I might go to Edge oh, um, boy. on my Windows okay. machine, which I guess is based on Chromium. Uh, and the issue isn't Chromium. The issue is Keystone. And Keystone is what Google installs on Chrome to be a background updater. So I could use another Chromium based browser on windows, uh, which I probably will switch to edge and give it a shot I mean, specifically for the pod. Um, this week I did all my research in Safari using raindrop.io to run the bookmarks separate of my personal account uh, bookmarks. And uh, I still have to figure out a, 
a nice seamless way to I, I, I could be logged into most accounts twice in the same browser, but it's going to default to whichever one was the logged in first. So that's a whole thing. And uh, just a silly thing for you and me to know that Chrome is bad. Interesting. Else? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess right? I could try it, but I'm so ingrained into their into their ecosystem. Oh, really? With, yeah. Oh, I really. Oh, that's very much a third party like browser for me. Yeah. Safari is so light and uh, fast. Um, yeah, I was I was into Safari for a while um, and then I got into Chrome with the plugins. Uh, I got into Firefox for a little while, was using Firebug for development. And then uh, what kind of oh, uh-huh. s- sucked was when I moved over to Chrome and I liked the look and the feel of Chrome and the fact that you could have multiple accounts running at once. Um, they didn't really have that same. Uh, I guess it's the the. It's the underlying infrastructure that allowed Firebug to work properly. So there's like these uh-huh. other ways. There's a web developer plugin. There's there's things that have been that have come about with Chrome that I'm used to using now, uh, but I've just gotten so used to it. It's like being in the habit of opening up Chrome. Oh and yeah, man. You gotta go. So, I don't know. You gotta check it out. Chromeisbad.com. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, next we have the lyrics for Better Than O. Where were they? So they're on the Japanese edition liner notes for the singles album. And uh, who should have it but Thomas Adam Heap. Of course. Um, who is the same person. He owns a copy, took a picture of the Better Than O lyrics. So I thought I'd go through them with you. Um, and so we all know now the lyrics. Uh, I did tweet them. I posted them to our Instagram, but I could go through them real quick with you. Yeah. Better Than O. No exclamation point on the liner notes to the Japanese version of the singles album. Totem Poles, Signs of Death, Freeze My Mind, Breaks Our Ties. A secret still lives in my eyes, all by myself, just like I was before. Why can't we just find here someone stranded back in time? He says she's got photographs of endings of this war. Now, we thought, that Jim was saying defy. He's saying divide. Oh. And then after that, he says arise, arise at the end. Um, so the second verse is uh, the bottom line is hard to find. Just watch in time. I think we're fine. A better way, a longer ride, a sinkhole. So we thought Whoa. cigarette was somewhere in there. A sinkhole I don't want to find. Why can't we just find here someone stranded back in time? She says she's got photographs of endings of this war. Divide arise. So, yeah. Wow. So we were pretty close. And the changes, some of the changes that we made were correct. Yeah. I think I said she says she's. It's he says she's got photographs both times. So, um, but uh, yeah, we were pretty close. Um, but these are the official lyrics from the band. Very excited to have. Thank you, Thomas Adam Heap. Yes. Uh, so I thought that was cool. And then, oh, we also got a little guff from Adam Thomas Heap because uh, he <laughs> says on uh, on the Discord, uh, how dare you call my Les Paul an acoustic? I'll have you know it's an Ultra 2 with a Nanomag pickup, um, which made me think I was trying to find a good gif of uh, um, of the alien in the cantina scene of Star Wars where he's like, uh, he doesn't like you. And uh, uh, Luke says, I'm sorry. And then he Taps Luke on the shoulder. He's like, I don't like you either. I kind of read like it in that cadence. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, we'll get into it later in this episode. But we think that maybe Zach hate listens to the show. So, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, it was very. I mean, how long did it take him to respond to your to your in within in like twenty about? minutes? Yeah. Okay. Any <laughs> yeah. fun memories about recording? If you were born today, and did he did he put a period None. on it? None with a period. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Uh. Basically, uh, went into uh looking like I do in my research through their Twitter feeds and I just couldn't find anything, couldn't find anything. So I tweeted at him shot in the dark. Any cool memories recording? If you were born today, none period, capital N none yep. period, none period. Uh, and then uh, David from growing up punk says like at all. <laughs> no, no response. <laughs> Poking the bear. Uh, uh, yeah, man. So <laughs> love you, Zach. Um, and we're glad. You're so listening. if if you were born today from the Christmas EP and Christmas time in the 909, um, it was track one on the Christmas EP, which is really two tracks, uh, and track four of 30 on the Kevin and Bean Christmas time in the 909. We can only guess that Gil Norton produced this and it was done during the futures sessions, but I couldn't find anything to prove it. Um, released December 7th, 2004, originally recorded by the band Low. Um, which yeah. we will talk about on this episode. Um, <laughs> I loved this on song meanings though, because uh, there's no information that this is a cover on song meanings. So, so uh, who was it? Elwin fifty one fifty says, judging by the lyrics and s- title of the song, this is a cover of the low song from their album Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I thought was just a kind of a funny way to put it. So, artist is Jimmy World on this one. Uh, 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 singer is Jim. Label is Geffen. And uh, uh, if we want real quick, uh, let me start a watch together. Yeah, please. Um, uh, We can listen to a little bit of the original uh, version of this song. So the title, and we're listening to the low version, right? The low version real quick. Yeah, low. If you were born today, song for little baby Jesus. Yeah, so song for little baby Jesus, I can't help. But anytime I hear little baby Jesus, I think of this. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. (laughs) Talladega Nights, Absolutely. Man. Dear Lord, Bringing it back Jesus. to Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> if you were born today, we'd kill you by And I don't have any uh, structure information on the Jimmy World version, but I can tell you that this version is in an F major key, 7B Camelot, 450 duration, and 100 BPM. Which I'm very surprised this is 100 BPM. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds very slow. I mean, they're probably playing to a double time click. Anyway, it is very cool. Yes. I, I had actually never listened to the original before. Um, and I thought it was really, really cool. Um, yeah. And did you go through uh, Lowe's wiki? I did a little bit. What do you got? So on, under their performance section, I thought this was really okay. interesting because this is, you know, the, you can get an idea of, of this based on what we've just heard now. 
So under the performance section, Low are known for their impressive live performances. Rock club audiences sometimes watch the band while seated on the floor. During their early oh career, boy. yeah, the band often faced unsympathetic and inattentive audiences in bars and clubs, to which they responded by bucking rock protocol and turning their volume down. The huge dynamic range of Lowe's <laughs> early music made it susceptible to background noise and chatter since many of their songs were very quiet. Isn't that cool, though, that they actively that is ch- cool. chose to go down, <laughs> make people listen yeah. intently? That's tight. So here's some other stuff I did pull. Uh, that this track was released in 97. Uh, it's from a seven-inch single by Duluth, Minnesota slowcore group Low, released in 97. <laughs> the song appears on their EP Christmas. So I was like, slowcore. Let's see. There's a Wikipedia entry for it. <laughs> slowcore is a subgenre of alternative rock and indie rock. The music of slowcore artists is generally characterized by bleak lyrics downbeat melodies, slower tempo, and minimalist uh, arrangements. Slowcore is often used interchangeably with the term sadcore. <laughs> All these cores, um, man. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, uh, it's f- it's track four of eight on a 99 release of the EP, the Christmas EP. That was a 99. So Christmas is an EP by the indie rock band Low. It was released in 1999 on Cranky. A Christmas album, it was released as a gift to fans. In 2013, the AV Club's Josh Modell described it as the religious album even heathens can love. Heathens. Heathens. Um, And as far as I can tell, Jimmy World never played this live. No. But you're right. It does have a very very distinct sound. It it follows it. It's, um, did, was there a, uh, any... Uh, BPM or key for the Jimmy World version, or did you just no. have the low? Yeah. No, I only have the low version. Okay, and but it, uh, the Jimmy World version is pretty faithful to the original, right? Uh, if not, probably faster. So let's let's give let's call it 120 BPM. Yeah, <laughs> that seems to be uh, Jimmy World's uh, sweet spot. Is right around 120. <laughs> the 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 default Pro Tools. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, hit it, uh, man. Just push <laughs> just push metronome on and let's record, man. Yeah. And even their uh, cover want- of this EP is very, uh, I like it, the style of it. So the the low version, it's got like a maroon color mm-hmm. with the snow on the ground, little sparkles dropping in, a very, in very small lettering. It looks like black adder font, low Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very, um, it's very Pinkerton. Yes. This uh, album art. Maybe that's what's, that's why I, I like it so much is it's got. That's the, why you love it. Yeah. Maybe that I is. I wonder who did this album art versus who did the Pinkerton album art. <laughs> What do you know about the Pinkerton album? Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, let's see. I thought it was actually a um, a piece of art that was done by uh, a Japanese artist that they took oh, and licensed I see. the use of it. It's a larger. It's a larger. It image. looks like it is. Yeah. So I don't remember if it was. Uh, I, I maybe I thought it had something to do with Madame Butterfly. I know that part of the, the album does right yeah. i don't know if that had anything to do with it but i do recall it being uh it was like like they recolored it if i remember correctly ah the album art. well wikipedia is not opening so let's just pretend that we knew the answer <laughs> the whole time uh should we go through the lyrics of this low song sure yeah let's do it okay so we start out with uh if you were born today we'd kill you by age eight Never get the chance to say so right off right, right away. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty heavy. Um, yeah. And remember, this song comes out around Christmas time. Uh, I think David and I agreed that this uh, there there is a lot of tie in b- between um, the Bible 
and and stories, parables, and Jesus in this. So I mean, it doesn't. It's not as it's not as morbid as it may seem. I think it's just it's a reflection on um, if if Jesus were born today, we'd kill you by age eight. Uh, there were some people uh, mentioning the whole Herod thing, where yeah. the massacre of the innocent. Um, you know, everyone under the age of two was being massacred. I there was one comment by asterisk eight that uh, paralleled my thought here. And I'm sure you thought the same thing going through lyrics so much. They said, uh, where is it here? Under two replies, <clears throat> asterisk eight on November 27th of 2011 said, I think age age eight was chosen because it rhymes with today and say. And I think that <laughs> that's that's the clearest. It's the what the the Occam's razor. Sure. It's the it's the most reasonable um, reason <laughs> why they chose yeah. eight and not two or some other one. So I think it's just a, it's they're saying in this first in this first verse that uh, if you were born today, the, the way that life is right now, we'd kill you by age eight. We do the same thing um, that people wanted to do to you. You know, it's it's basically you're, you're no prophet. You're just we're just going to kill you and yeah, crucify you. So I think that's what they're saying there is that we'd kill you by age eight and you'd never get the chance to say. And then we go into uh, I, is that the is that the chorus then? Did they start Never out with a the chorus? To say joy to the world. Yeah. No. Well, I think so. no. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is joy to the world because they do repeat that down at the bottom. So this yeah. second part, uh, which we're going to refer to as the chorus here, is joy to the world and peace on earth. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And that that last line there, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I had to double check this. Uh, it, this is a direct reference to the actual crucifixion. Uh, mm. Where he's up on the cross, and there's the dudes, and, and you can see this in one of the videos that I watched, uh, that one of the fan videos. They, uh, it, it's the the people that took his clothes, and they're they're sitting there below him playing dice, seeing who gets his his old robes, and he's just saying, you know, these people that are down here uh, wagering or, or you know fighting for over my uh, my scraps of clothing. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. I think that's also um, that's not just that small group of people that that this line is directly referencing the band is put, putting it in there because i think that represents us as humanity is that there's a lot of us that just don't know that they're doing things that are bad that that they would have killed you uh and that it's just saying look you have to you have to um you have to understand that there are people that just don't know and that's okay they're going to make mistakes they're going to be sinners and that's just what humans are doing right now right right so that's what i'm thinking you're not you'll never get the chance to say joy to the world peace on earth because you're going to be dead at age eight and forgive them because they don't know what they're doing they don't know who they had in front of them and and what their uh their choices are doing yeah and then we get into uh the second verse second and third i guess because they expand on this one here's blessed are the meek uh and i think that's a direct reference to blessed are the meek uh for they shall inherit the earth Yes, Matthew 5, 5. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the humble, which is, I, th- I think it's a similar, uh, humble and meek are uh, yeah. almost synonymous there. And I this one was interesting, just looking up, blessed are the 99, 90 and 9, rather. Yeah, I did, yeah. What did, you th- what did you get of that? So, uh, it's part of a parable, which I, I gather is just a small story, right? So, sure. it's, it's just a, the parable of the lost sheep. 
and there's a shepherd, and 99 of his 100 sheep are with him as he's walking the fields and pastures, uh, and then one has gone astray. And the shepherd goes to find that sheep, this lost sheep, uh, is successful and brings it back to the flock. So the, the 99 who stay with him are already blessed. There's that one that's gone astray, and that's the one that may have uh, made the wrong choice, again, with the whole forgive them for they know not what they do. He's unknowingly sinned and gone away from his leader, which is me, the shepherd. And uh, so we're, they're saying that blessed are the meek, blessed are the humble, blessed are the 90 and 9. It's essentially just the ones who are believing in in Jesus, the one ones who are um, part of that side of the story, those are the ones who are blessed. Yeah. Okay, that's the good side of it. And then they go on to this next verse, uh, deny the flesh, deny all that's evil. Uh, tonight you will deny me thrice. And denying of the flesh, I get, I gather as just denying yourself of pleasures, um, either by permanently saying I'm going to quit I'm going to quit smoking or either through abstinence and saying, I'm just going to cut down on my, um, on my alcohol intake. I'm going to cut down on biting my nails. Uh, maybe that's not as evil, right? But yeah. it's not like a, a full on sin, but they're now they're saying deny the flesh, uh, deny all that is evil. Say no to the dark Lord, Beelzebub, Satan, and all that he is uh, tempting you with. And then the last line here, uh, tonight you'll deny me thrice. I uh, had to look again on this one. Uh, this is a reference to Peter, which, if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say Peter is one of the apostles. I don't remember from Sunday school uh, if that's true or not. But from what I read, it's it's a reference to Peter disowning Jesus by the end of the night. And Jesus, right. Jesus says, before the rooster crows today, so b- b- by next morning's day, you'll disown me three times. And I think disown me is either talking down upon him or uh, I, I don't know if it's literally denouncing him and saying, I, I don't like this guy, but it's just talking poorly about this person. So again, I think every one of these lines is is some kind of sin that they're saying we're committing as humanity. That's what I'm thinking, at least. Yeah, I buy it, yeah. Right, and, and so it's sort of a, 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 just explaining how it, things wouldn't be that different from where they were Back in you know zero BC or what is it? Uh, would it be one AD? Did they count zero? They didn't. They went from no <laughs> right. There is no zero for a fraction of a second. We had a zero, and then there was there was one AD. So I think that they're saying that this would be not very different nowadays from where we were two thousand and twenty years ago, or at this point, this was almost two thousand years ago. Uh, then there's uh, then it starts with the first verse again. If you were born today, we'd kill you by age eight. You'd never have the chance to say to say. Uh, did Jimmy World expand on that? And did they add that first verse in again, or was it the same? Like you said, they they kept it hmm. like for like. I can't remember if I they... guess I didn't compare the two that closely. Lowe's was uh, a little slower, uh, and yeah. Jimmy World's was longer. So theirs was a little faster, so maybe they could have thrown in the verse again. Oh my gosh, you would think that we would know that. How about we listen to them both, and then we cut that part of the episode, and we come back, and we give a definitive answer. Okay, that sounds good. Let's do it. I'll I'll follow these lyrics. Yeah, I'll follow (laughs) these lyrics uh, and uh, see what we get. So extended outro is what we've uh, 
Yes. So yeah, they do. They do add on um, after the ooze where Low would have. Uh, they just fade out. They come back, which you know, and blow up. Oh yeah, they they explode, come back, and then do that joy to the world um, with their parentheticals. There, one side says joy to the world if you were born today. So mashing yeah. up those verses together, very Jimmy Eat World. Okay, so yeah, theirs is 130 beats per minute. And what yeah, was we tapped what was lows? Was it 100 or 90? 100 is what um was 100. Was okay. it called? Gave us Tomb Bat. Okay. Notable high note for the Jimmy World version is a C5 and a low note of A2. That's a pretty big uh, three octaves. It's a right, but it's a low for for Jim. That's actually the lower register for him. He doesn't really sing up much in that track. And uh, in my rave DJ, that actually became very apparent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a good rave DJ. I have a Sick. rave DJ that's pretty good. Um, okay interested in what you came mm-hmm. up with so the the only other thing i really have on this is a tweet from the band where they say um this is december 20th 2010 so man almost 10 years ago to the day songs of ours that refer to christmas christmas card twelve twenty three ninety five. last christmas if you were born today low cover in parentheses and little thing uh, so as of 10 years ago, those were the songs that referred to Christmas. I did have a theory, and again, by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably already know this, but 1223.95, would be 25 years to the date after that date. So it's very possible that they're going to do something on 1223.2000 and play that song. But I don't know. Who can know? Who can know? Well, we'll know in what, uh, a week? No, a week and a half? Well, by the yeah, time this episode comes week. out, we probably will have oh, already sure. known. We will know, but I mean, just you and I personally may know yeah. within a week's time. The future uses know. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's time. Um, it's time to talk about Christmas time in the 909. You had, oh, yeah. You said you were looking this up on Discogs. I had to look it up there, too, to see all the other tracks that were on this album. Do you, do you have a copy of this? I do own a copy of this. Yeah, this was, I mean, I would go, I would never go to the signings because I was too nervous to see my heroes in real life. Kevin and Bean and Allie, or Allie, oh my gosh, Lisa May, Ralph Garman. Yeah, Lisa May at um, that point. (laughs) Yeah, um, who, uh, she just uh, retired uh, to Palm Springs to start like a yoga studio or something. So good for her. Um, Yeah, great for her. her. Her tenure on, uh, I think she was on Frosty, Tammy, Heidi, Frosty, and Frank, or something like that, um, after the Kevin and Bean show. So, uh, anyway, so I was too nervous to see them in real life, so I would never go to the signings, but yeah, they would always have them at Best Buy for like five bucks. My first one was, uh, was it Swallow My Eggnog that had Christmas time in the LBC, which uh, all the, all the, all the uh, scantily clad ladies, Republicans want to. Yeah, all the Republicans want to get mad at Jimmy Kimmel for uh, sounding like uh, Snoop on that. I, I, maybe he drops an N-bomb. I don't remember that song all that much, uh, which I guess, yeah, not cool. Um, but Jimmy Kimmel's Snoop Dogg impression is absolutely to die for. It's impressive. Um, and that was in 96, I think that one was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I had every Christmas CD every year. And what was great is, like, you'd get bands that would release songs on these compilations 
uh, that were never released anywhere else. Um, I remember for a long time, I think Everlong Acoustic only existed, a studio version only existed on a Kevin and Bean Christmas CD. And that's the version everybody tries to play at their wedding and stuff like that, you know? Is that the one with the uh, the nylon acoustic? I, Is it, it nylon? Ugh. Yeah, I want to say so. It's and it's a it's a slower one, right? Where it's it's professionally yeah, yeah. It's recorded. Like the good one, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Although I love the full band version, but the version you would hear if you came to L.A. was always that acoustic version. Yeah. Because like K Rock owned that version. Uh. So yeah, Christmas time in the in the nine oh nine, one of the latter of the Kevin and Bean. Uh, right, Christmas when, CDs. Yeah, when did they? Uh, when did they stop putting these out? There was one. I want to say 2010 ish. Yeah, maybe 2009, where they the the I think CBS had bought them, had bought the station, and did not want to put money into it. And Psycho Mike was like, "No, we're doing one." So Psycho Mike and Ralph and all of those people put one together that you could burn on a CD at home if you wanted. And I did that, and I don't remember the name of it or anything, but um, um, that was the last one they did. Now, I do remember looking at the first track, Greenbrier Lane, Christmas Time in the 909. Uh, the very first yes. time we brought up the 909 area code on the pod, you had you had me listen to that song, which I don't I don't remember it. Uh, but we have visited, we have dipped our toes uh, in this Christmas Time in the 909 album. It just happened to be that one track. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And there's a lot of big names on here. Pennywise, Coldplay, Face to Face is on here, Switchfoot, Snow Patrol, good old Bill Shatner. Oh, yeah. So, okay, the 909, the 909, that uh, area code is the, I keep wanting to say it's the Inland Empire, but it's pretty much. It is. It, it's the Inland yeah. Empire. So that's like San Bernardino. It's butts up against the OC. So there's, the way that it goes, right, is there's like a long-standing um, is it, it's not like necessarily a hatred, but they're saying that the rich people in OC don't really like <laughs> the people that are in the Inland Empire. It's up, funny. Up I don't so consider close. them. I don't consider them neighbors almost yeah. because the OC is south and the right. 909 is east. San Bernardino County is east of L.A. Right. Um, for the most part. I, so I never really put together that there was a rivalry between those two counties, but it wouldn't surprise me. But it's more that. The 909 is, uh, the subtitle of the CD is The Valley of the Dirt People, which Kevin and Bean <laughs> gave the moniker to that whole county as being the uh, the more rural, uh, lifted truck uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> area. Like, uh, what did they also call it? They called it, so there's a there's a town out there called Fontana, and they would call it Fontucky. Um <laughs> so that's like the the more rural, less urban area of Southern California. And they also got K-Rock and uh, Kevin and Bean would do like K-Rock would do huge shows out there. There would be like uh, Inland Invasion would be out there, uh, obviously. And uh, and so the radio show was out there often and often enough that they would always come back and have things to say about the area, and it became a running joke on the show. So this particular year, was this 2004's uh, Christmas CD? That would make sense. Um, uh, that uh, that th this would be the theme of this year's uh, Christmas CD. 
it's like one of those things where you had to be there, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking at, I was able to find, uh, and I'll link you to it, the web archive of uh, valleyofthedirtpeople.com. Oh, yes. Which this thing, looking at it now, if if you remember forum software back in the day, this was built on PHP <laughs> BB, which I believe is PHP Bulletin Board 2. So, wow. yeah, the second iteration of this software. But uh, the welcome message, which I love these, you know, it's like the welcome, like people really want to, they understand what the site's about, but there's always a welcome message. Uh, welcome to the Valley of the Dirt People. After tirelessly searching for a forum to bash the 909951, alas, <laughs> there was none. So we created our own. Have fun. And looking at, um, on the left, they have a rolling rants of the valley. Rants from oh the my valley. Gosh, Do yeah. we need more Indian casinos? The title of one. 909 girls are easy. Um, <laughs> Rubido uh, equals Rubaghetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah maybe there isn't any kind of rivalry between them but they talk about moving to the oc like people in, in yeah the there's a lot of orange county talking here yeah uh-huh but neat to see that there's only i mean there's only a couple of um records of this site but you can get the let the landing page for you know a couple of times in 2005 it says the time is now monday <laughs> august 8th 2005 606 p.m so just a snapshot in time of of the valley of the dirt They even have it says get your anti slash pro 909 gear. They had a cafe press page, uh, VOTDP, but it doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping that there I was wonder if be one of the guys from Greenbrier merch. Lane made this. Because if you go back to September 25th, 2004, which would have been before the this record had come out, but Greenbrier Lane had done they had done some things. Gosh, I forget, but they were sort of ingrained in the Kevin and Bean show for about a year. And Kevin and Bean would always say, like, why would you call your band that? And they're like, oh, that's the street we grew up on. They're like, that's stupid. Change your band name. Like, that's a terrible <laughs> band name. And I forget. They did some. I want to say it was a Blink-182 parody or something. So um, then Greenbrier Lane, like they got like semi big in Orange County. So I'm wondering if this was created by the guys on, in Greenbrier Lane. And as like kind of a, a commercial for them, because it says Greenbrier Lane trashes the 909 slash 951 on September 16th, 2004. This awesome punk band from the 562 has two great songs <laughs> trashing the 909 951. Um, so it's possible that they're all just Kevin and Bean fans and they're like, oh, uh, they wrote these songs and blah, blah, blah. Or the guys from Greenbrier Lane just made this website. And I did try to I, I tried to find uh, in like two seconds. I was like, if it's really easy, I'll try to find somebody from Greenbrier Lane. But it wasn't I could have Googled like maybe for two more minutes and found somebody to get them as a guest on the show. Um, but it just was not that important. <laughs> I didn't feel. Well, I was trying to see uh, who was the owner of um, I was going to try and quickly look up who was the owner of uh, Valley of the Dirt dot com because you can look up historical who is data. But oh. uh, again, I don't know if this is going to be worth the time I'm spending. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm thinking back then there wasn't uh, hiding your uh, the registration information wasn't that popular because you had to pay extra for it. Now it's it handed to you, basically. But I'm um, wondering yeah. if that, if I could find some specific uh, information. But no, it's all value of the dirt people at contactprivacy.com. So they wipe. looks like they wiped yeah. it, which is. So which if is you fine. were in Greenbrier Lane and you care, a 44J pod, <laughs> let us know. 
jimmyepod at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Uh, we listened to you 15 years ago on the Kevin and Bean show <laughs> and thought you were funny then and forgot about you since. So, <laughs> um, but I do like I do like uh, the the Christmas time and the 909 song. Uh, major nostalgia vibes for me with that song. So, uh, yeah. Anything else about Christmas time in the 909? No, man. No. So, oh, I, I did um, come across a couple things in the liner notes. So I had reached out on Discord um, because Futures Past had uh, posted that he had a copy of this. And it was just this past weekend. And I did not readily have this available. This was at my office. So I was like, hey, uh, do you have the liner notes? Can you see if there's any producer listed for this track? And there's not, unfortunately. Um, there's a bunch of thank yous on here. Uh, and he got a really good um, scan of the liner notes here. And there are things in here that we would know. So uh, John Silva, Michelle Fleishy at Sam, Jimmy Eat World, Rob Goldclang, also Jimmy Eat World, Myra Simpson and Tom Byrie at Warner Brothers. So those people there john silva is so sam who's listed as the management company for jimmy world on most of their releases is silva artist management so john silva is the owner michelle fleishy as far as i can tell is sort of like the booking agent for jimmy eat world and then rob goldclang i couldn't find him at sam at all but i did find him as uh an executive a vice president chief executive at warner brothers records so then the following um, posts about uh, the people, uh, Myra Simpson and Tom Byrie at Warner Brothers, probably also has something to do with uh, Jimmy Eat World. So uh, that's about as much as we get. But again, we're probably going to guess safely that these this song was done during the future sessions. Yeah. Um, and Gil Norton probably produced, if not the band themselves. Um so, yeah, that's uh, sort of the the most I got out of the back of uh, the records and stuff like that. They also well, more more information <laughs> than I thought would be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they also think Doto, Matt Money Smith. Um, I mean, so E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. I mean, all these really inside, really deep cut Jimmy uh, uh, Kevin and Bean references in here, which is just kind of a trip to see all this stuff. And now you've got like. I have the Ralph report that I listened to on Patreon. Uh, Allie and Bean have a Patreon podcast. And now Kevin and uh, Psycho Mike are going to have a podcast that starts up uh, in January. So now you can get your Kevin and Bean fix on three different outlets. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I know Kevin and Mike's show will be free. Um, So, yeah, there it is. That's the research that I got from the Christmas time in the 909. The other thing I got was I found like... I was looking at Michelle Fleischy like, oh, what does she do at Sam and stuff like that? And I actually found that she owns a historical residence in Hollywood. <laughs> um, that So it says this property belongs to Fleischy Michelle. It was bought in 1925. So maybe it's a different. No, the property is built in 1925. Uh, the property is 95 years old, which is 29 years older than the average age of a building in Los Angeles, uh, which is 66 years. Um, anyway, she owns this historical house in Los Angeles. Uh, and that was the most I found about Michelle Fleischy. More <laughs> that than, I mean, I saw her, it was like Sam, 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 but it didn't give me a title for what she right. did. Um, but she lives on, uh, in, in West Hollywood somewhere. So, um, 
uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, is there anything else you had before you want to get into rave DJ and covers? No, man. Uh, no, no. I had some with your rave DJ. What would you mix it with? All right. Um, I have got one that it listening to it three or four times in a row. Uh, and the fact that this was, you know, with Gil Norton, or at least at the same time that, uh, Futures was released. I had to mix it with Drugs or Me. So, oh, yeah. cool. Here it is. This is Drugs or Me. It's actually titled uh, Or Me Were Born Today. One of the, I guess it's a, <laughs> mostly swings. This is the first miss with the titling here. And I was expecting it to have more, um, more of, I guess, leaving the track as it was uh, sonically, not adjusting the, the tone uh-huh. up or down. But I guess it's because Jimmy World did their version in such a lower register that that low song was originally just a, a lower register track that it it altered this outcome. Oh boy! Greater than I was expecting. So here we have it. This is <laughs> or me were born today. Um, I'm gonna jump ahead to 30 seconds since we don't have a lot of covers. I'm gonna let this play for a couple of minutes because it does build. Um, sure. Pretty well. Okay, so here's from 30 seconds to 230. Oh man. <laughs> this is cool though, dude. These go together so well. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> wow, man. That was really cool. I don't think I would have thought to put those two songs together, but there's so much negative space in them, they almost fit together perfectly. Yeah, and it's I don't know what the BPM is on um Drugs or Me. I don't remember what it was. Uh yeah. You can look it up real quick. But it was close enough for me to not I couldn't unhear it once my mind was wrapped around this being just very similar to the Drugs or Me uh yeah. the sound. And so I was happy that it came out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent you, check out the title of mine. 
Okay, let's see this one. Oh, if you were born today. Okay. So what I did is I actually mixed the original and the Jimmy Eat World version because I found them to be so similar. And I just had it on in the background and it they swirled together so nicely. So um, uh, let's give it a listen. Okay, here we go. If you were born today. If you born were today. <laughs> <laughs> my mind oh that is it. yeah if you born were oh i didn't even notice that either that's why i had you read it i wanted it to be the exact same <laughs> if you were born today we'd kill you Sounds great. Yeah, man, it's kind of just a vibe. I like that it keeps Jim's voice the same yeah. pitch. <laughs> so, have you seen Passion of the Christ? Uh, lo- yeah, when it was in theaters. Yeah. I never saw it. Now look, now we got the Jimmy World outro with the sparkles. Anyway, pretty cool. Yeah, man. Their versions, yeah, they do they do meld pretty well. I looked it up. Drugs for me was 134 beats per minute. So that's Whoa. why I think I couldn't not hear it. And it has a similar cadence too. Yeah, it's just so interesting that they pitched it. I guess they probably pitched it to match the key. Yeah. Which yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. So if you born were today and if or me born were born today. <laughs> <laughs> Take oh, your pick. Man. So I have 
probably way too many covers. Um, so I'll play the ones that I specifically like went ape shit about. Okay. Um, uh, oh, and w- which do you have? I, I I only stuck to YouTube, and there was nothing that I could find that was worth. Um, oh yeah, going with and uh, there neither. was the version from Low where they had uh, they had done a recording more recently. I want to say it was like 2010. Oh, but that was it. That was that was a good one to watch, but it wasn't really a, a, a cover. So let me hear what you got. Is that oh okay? So uh, let's see. This one I I put dope arrangement. This is uh, like trees on SoundCloud. So SoundCloud, I can play. If you were born today, we'd kill you by beautiful guitar playing isn't it so cool wow what do you call that picking i remember um chris caraba from dashboard confessional had like i forget what he called it but it was why he started twin forks because he was learning to play like that i think it was like not nashville picking but it was called something is it flat i think that's maybe another maybe I think this is anyway, just finger picking, man. Ooh. Super dope arrangement. I thought yeah. that was like trees on SoundCloud. Um, the next is uh, a cool electric piano from Chag Zigwide. the covers that have harms they're all great anyway i love that electric piano sound yeah they got that um, roads going on i sent you craft sound yes. a band camp link yeah um i put solid i love the builds i say okay look at the the album art is cousin eddie Oh, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> Sound of Christmas.
So cool, man. Yeah. You promise, you promise that you're done. <laughs> Very cool. Ah, very cool. So this next one I sent you is by Jesse Howard. And I said, fucking great. Jesse Howard, if you were born today, song for little baby Jesus. Love that intro. Yeah. It reminds me of the Halloween theme. <laughs> ah, so good. Yes. So I got two more. Uh, let's do it backwards. Uh, okay. Let, do the dog one first. Okay. So this is by Rosabelle, and I wrote Good Acoustic Girl, Sick Harmonies. Awesome. Okay, Rosabelle. Show me what you're working with. Oh, featuring Mike Lorenz. Oh. Is that, that sounds familiar. So good. Yeah. 
I don't know the the vocal line of that, how it goes when they sing ninety and nine and they don't go down, yeah. but they go back yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Oh man, good choice, uh, Low. Yeah. Okay. Finally, we got Nancy Wallace and Jason Steele, and uh, what did I write? I wrote great. So, <laughs> all right, Nancy Wallace and Jason Steele. Love don't wait. Love don't make. No mistake. If you were born today, we'd kill you by a chain. Man, that accordion fits so well. Yeah, man. So let's keep it going. What are yeah. your final thoughts on the song "If You Were Born Today" by Low by Jimmy Eat World? Uh, hadn't heard it before. I'm glad that it was a, a well-produced track. You know, it it not that it makes me enjoy it that much more, but it's just one of those. It's a, it's a track that I could add to my list that uh, I could play in rotation and. It doesn't sound that different, but it was a new track, so I felt like this was my Christmas gift from Jimmy E. Wow. World, right? Um, I really enjoy the track. Uh, I like that they chose this song. It fits very well with their vibe, and they put their twist on it, and it sounds great. What about you, man? I absolutely concur. I think uh, it was a terrific track. Uh, when I first heard it, it's been a Christmas staple for me since. Um, so I was really, I, I'm most impressed that this is the first time that you had really explored this track. So, yeah. uh, hopefully this is a nice Christmas gift for not only you, but many of our listeners to discover this terrific track. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's been a Christmas staple for me. So, um, super excited to have done it. Um, I guess we'll wrap this episode up with reminding people, uh, leave a rating and review. We've got one in, uh, uh, a really terrific review. Um, so uh, uh, Aaron has entered himself uh, a chance to win a Chorus FM sub, uh, uh, supporter subscription. Uh, so if you want to do that, uh, leave a rating and review on the iTunes store. Um, and uh, we got merch links now in our show notes. Uh, if you want to get somebody, <laughs> some some special person in your life, I think that's what Sadie Hawkins pod says. Yeah. Um, the, the gift of Jimmy Eat Pod merchandise. Um, uh, and uh, Patreon's still free for the first month that you sign up. So uh, uh, we have some fun stuff coming up on that, uh, especially in the new year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We j- I, I, think, I, I think I can speak for you, Justin, that we all hope that everybody has a uh, nice safe uh, uh, holiday season uh, whatever it is you might celebrate and uh, going into the new year we all get uh, healthy and vaccinated and and uh, get the hell out of this COVID era because I'm ready for it to be done <laughs> amen um, <laughs> amen so uh, on that note uh, since uh, Nancy and Jason are now done we'll remind everybody to be excellent to each other And party on dudes.